0: The Crude Life with host Jason Speece.
1: Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week. We've got a fantastic program in store for you. Mining money this week. Brandon Davis, Imran Khan, Jeremy Pate. This week, Jeremy Pate, Imran Khan stop by to talk a little bit about mining money, how to get ready. A lot of people in fourth quarter talk going on right now as you're listening to this, whether it's in their household, getting ready for next year, especially after this past 2020. A lot of uncertainty out there, whether it be with your kids going to school, whether it be with your favorite restaurant opening up, or whether it be if you're going to continue your Netflix subscription going into 2021. A lot of people adjusting their life, their lifestyle, and careers. So we've got a pretty special show today. First of all, our Mining Money weekly segment we bring to you Those financial experts, those investing experts, I know they don't like it when I say that, but for crying out loud, these guys own multiple businesses, including a gold mine. So they do oil and gas work, trucking company, a gold mine. He was in a NASCAR team for a while. So Brandon Davis, Imran Khan, Jeremy Pate, they've got their fingers in a lot of different businesses. So mining money is a great segment. In fact, it is so good, lawyers Listen to it before it actually goes on the air, just to make sure the information is correct. So we've got a fantastic program in store for you. Mining money to lead the show off. And then we're going to bring by Paul Myers. He's with Legacy Wealth Management. He does a statewide regional show across the Upper Midwest on Investment Talk every Sunday morning across several radio stations. He's on this week's program to talk a little bit about some oil and gas stocks, some interesting trends going on in the oil and gas industry that actually can infect the stock prices. So we're going to talk a little bit about that with Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management, and then a little Bitcoin blockchain talk for your fourth quarter talk for your enjoyment if you're not doing fourth quarter talk, if you're just one of those people that likes to listen to energy news. But This is the future that's here now, and it's happening very quickly. So we're going to talk to Tom Macero with uh, Great American Mining. Uh, He has some projects in the Bakken and some projects down in the Permian. Uh, Problems in the Permian with heat at the Bakken, it seems to be working okay, so he talks a little bit about that. But basically, it's a way to reduce flaring, emission management, and it's a way to mine Bitcoin. So it's a win-win-win for everybody involved course, it always comes down to pricing, and that's what he talks about a little bit, is some of the future that's happening right now with the digital currency and the digital contracts as we evolve with the oil and gas industry. Great program today here on The Crude Life Mining Money, coming up in just a moment or two. Paul Myers, Legacy Wealth Management, around the corner, and Tom Macero with Great American Mining. That, plus much, much more on today's episode of The Crude Life Week in Review, Let's get to mining money right now. Talk to me about what's go What are people saying out there in the oil and gas world about investing right now? You know, it, it's
0: kind of calm. It, there's not a lot of talk about it. I think there's a little, still a lot of trepidation in the market. Um, obviously, with the dip that we saw in oil prices uh, this week. You know, I think. Anything that anybody says is a little bit opinionated and speculative. The good thing is, is the gas seems to be holding its own and seems to be taking uh, its own commodity position indifferent from what oil prices do. Uh, You know, there's not big swings in gas right now, maybe a few cents here and there. Uh, I have a lot of optimism, as you know, toward natural gas. I feel like that it's going to be a it's going to be a big player and it's going to rebound very quickly uh probably a little bit more quickly than what oil has i mean just look at it i mean that gas is rebounded by what 50 60 cents cents
2: i think when we were
0: Mm -hmm. it it got down yeah yeah dollar 49 is what it got down to it's at uh, 228 right now it's dipped to about four cents today but you know the thing is it's not dipping 20 30 cents 15 cents you know you're seeing Single digit, you know, downward cycle as far as oil goes, uh, you know, look, the, the Chevron and Noble, Chevron's acquisition of Noble was a big, you know, optimistic front that happened here recently and, and not surprising at all. Uh, They picked up a good acquisition with that. Noble worked very hard to get themselves back in the black and um, in a respectable P&L form. So um, that was a good pickup for Chevron. You know, I I can't uh, can't knock them for doing that.
1: Stemming off of your natural gas comment, I'm looking at the Permian Strategic Partnership. They just released a, a report, and they've got the Permian very positive in the bright future. You know, the Bakken didn't have a very good... Future in terms, I just talked to Justin Kringstead. He didn't have a very good outlook for next year. He said he didn't think it'd come back to pre uh, COVID numbers, where the Permian is looking a little bit opposite down there in Texas. And this, of course, is from the Permian Strategic Partnership. And we're looking at having some of those folks on to talk a little bit more about it. But the reason I bring it up is natural gas was brought into the play. And Imran, you talked a little bit about these tax incentives. And I want to tie the two together in that these tax incentives you talked about are like first quarter write-offs. And right now, Jeremy, you mentioned there's a little bit of calm out there. Well, to me, this seems like the calm before the energy storm, meaning that we're about ready to springboard into some big things here. And all of a sudden, if you can have some tax write-offs, and these mergers and acquisitions that have happened over the last several months, they come to fruition now. I think 2021 is going to be kind of a... A big year for oil and gas. I really do. Um, I think right now, and I'm not just saying this because you guys are on the line. I, I do think right now is a very good time to get your foot into that energy investment because it is one of those times where next year people are going to be kicking themselves saying, Jeez, I wish I would have got in when the getting was good.
2: You know, it's. Uh, I, I was reading some sort of article the other day, and they mentioned on there if a Ferrari was 50% off, would you buy it? And obviously, the consumers, everyone says, yeah, heck yeah, you know, if I can get a $300,000 Ferrari for one fifty, why not, right? Now, at the same time, when oil and gas is down or Apple is down or any of these, these different commodity items that are out there, are down and they're down 50 percent. Do you buy it? And everyone really thinks twice about it. And it's no different. And that's one of the things. And the Ferrari is actually, obviously, it's a depreciating asset, right? It's funny because you know when you think of investing and you think of investing your money into something like oil and gas and getting in at these times that are out there. You know, people really question it quite a bit. And yeah, you never know what the price is going to go down to. But, you know, seeing where it's already gone to earlier this year and the slow climb up, I feel as we're, as we're seeing the trend, it's like two steps forward and one step back and two steps forward and one step back. But overall, it's been in a positive light. And if you look at the NYMAX and if you look at the forward pricing and things, you know, next year, regardless of how the elections go, it's looking like it's going to be in the $50 range. You know, we're we're doing all of our estimates for our partners and our future partners at forty dollar pricing or below to be able to make sure the economics work at those lower numbers. But hey, if it goes up ten fifteen dollars on top of that, which the the NYMEX is predicting and and, and other uh, other companies out there like Bloomberg and all are, are, are saying, then we should be able to, to see that same level of uh, benefits that we, that we have and, and other folks that are out there.
1: And that was Jeremy Pate, Imran Khan with Mining Money. To check out the full-length interview or other episodes of Mining Money, go to crudelife.com That's crudelife.com Coming up next, we're going to talk with Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management right here on the Crude Life Week in Review.
0: crude life is sponsored in part by
1: when it comes to making money they say buy low and sell high that's what they say well right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry and swan energy wants to help you out their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we talk with Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management.
3: Jason, it's been about uh, 12 years. We started back in about 2008, and we're heard on uh, two big stations in North Dakota, KFGO and KFYR, and we're heard all over North Dakota and a good part of South Dakota and a good part of Minnesota, as well as, of course, over the Internet.
1: Well, and I was going to say, you know, the, the North Dakota stations, of course, they've got such big, booming signals that, you know, a lot of times it covers a five state region and, of course, Canada. So you get an international audience in there as well. So that's always a nice thing. Uh, but anyway, let's, I, I brought that up because, you know, you, you were one of the early adapters in the world of communications because you've, you, you, of course, also were on the school board. So you understand communications from that level. And that's kind of one of the things we wanted to talk to today about communications, about investing, about taking a look at one of the most volatile industries out there, which is oil and gas. And not talk so much about you know what stocks to buy, but more of some of the trends, some of the behaviors, some of the tea leaves maybe to look out sure. for as we get into 2020. Because fourth quarter is upon us, man, and people are preparing. They want to know what to do. So, uh, how how's everything going in your world, first of all?
3: Well, uh, Jason, it's going well. And I will tell you that at Legacy Wealth Management, we have definite opinions about uh, just about every topic that has to do with investing, because our attitude is, you know, you really don't want to go and see someone who is a little wishy-washy and doesn't really know what what direction to head in. We're not always right, and we don't certainly know all of the answers, but we we do know the questions. And the question is, you know, what's going to happen for the rest of the year and what's going to happen in 2021. And we feel strongly when we talk about the broad stock market, that we're going to see some good things going forward in the market. Um, We think the market has been held back during 2020, obviously by the coronavirus. And we think it's going to improve going forward. And guess what, Jason? I also have some ideas about the oil industry.
1: Well, good. That's why we're here to talk a little bit about the oil industry. I got a lot of questions for you, but let's just start off with the oil and gas industry. In your backyard, the Bakken, where you've had quite a bit of, um, you know, quite a bit of uh, firsthand knowledge and firsthand sight, that sort of thing, on what's going on. And um, there's, a, you know, it's changed in the last 10 years.
3: Well, it's obviously changed, and it changes not only over 10 years, but literally it seems like every 10 minutes something new comes up, and, and we have some experience with some things. We have a lot of clients who uh, work out in the energy industry, and we have a lot of people who call us and want to know what our take is on it, and I will tell you this, I was pretty tickled to see that the uh, production in North Dakota here within the last couple of days has been reported to be over a million barrels a day uh, back up to that range again that's pretty good as I understand that trails the state of Texas in terms of daily uh, production in oil I believe and that that's a good thing you know in North Dakota we're we're basically a small town rural Um Everybody seems to know everybody else, and it's good to see North Dakota gaining a good, strong foothold again. I was very surprised, though, Jason. I have to tell you, I was very surprised to see Lynn Helms, uh, who holds a pretty big position in terms of our natural resources in the state of North Dakota, saying that oil production is really all about the political aspect of the general election coming up. I was very surprised to hear him say that, and I think it—it it tends to perpetuate a trend, kind of the politic politicization. That's hard to say, politicalization of the uh, of the oil industry. I think uh, I think we've gone too far in that direction, and I'm not sure what you think about that, but that's my opinion.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had that down as one of my questions. We're a non-political program. We're non-polarizing. That doesn't mean that we don't talk about regulations. We don't have politicians on, but. What we try not to do is we try not to get into bombastic uh, sensationalism, that sort of thing. You, of course, you're, like I say, you were a former educator on the school board. So, you know, you've got a little bit more of a, you know, a different perspective than the average person. And I'm glad you brought up the Lynn Helms thing because I wanted to bring it up from your your volunteer, your government standpoint. That's unusual, isn't it, for a regulator to kind of get that political?
3: Well, it, it is a little unusual. Although in North Dakota, let's face it, uh, the oil industry and the uh, political business of government have uh, gotten to the be to the point almost of being joined at the hip. Uh, there's a lot of money that flows back and forth between those two, and as we know, uh, money sometimes makes things happen. And uh, I would say that there's little doubt that the the two are becoming closer and closer all the time it's kind of a shame because you know oil is not about politics it it shouldn't be anyway it's about producing the best we can taking care of the land and conserving our resources where we can and and hopefully uh strengthening the the state coffers as far as revenue from taxes and so on and and I, uh, I was a little surprised. Basically, uh, Lynn said that if the election turns out one way, uh, there won't be any more drilling in the state of North Dakota. And, uh, you know, that seems to be kind of an extreme attitude. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and I would hope that we can keep politics and oil separate.
1: This reminds me of what the agriculture industry industry went through. The farmers, specifically, you know, <laughs> growing up on you know, for me, I grew up in ag, and you're on the east side of the state, so you understand ag pretty well, just from osmosis, sure. if, if you didn't have family members a part of the ag industry. You know, pe- people forget that in in you know North Dakota, Fargo is the largest city, and you know Fargo, Grand Forks, Wapaton pretty much make up 60 to 65 percent of the population of the state. So most of the voting power if not all the voting powers, over on the east side of the state. And that's five hours away from the nearest oil rig. So there's a little bit of a disconnect, and
3: well, you know, there, there's that's true, Jason. Uh, there there are more people, perhaps, on the eastern part of the state. However, the uh, you know, this being a good uh, democracy, uh, I think the majority of the people have to have to take into account the rest of the people too. And and you know, I don't. I would hope there's nobody in politics on the eastern half of the state who believes that uh, the western half uh, isn't just as important or more so because, you know, right now oil has been uh, a big driving factor for keeping the state going economically. But what I hope is, you know, let's face it, the whole country has become much more partisan, much more divided. And that's really a shame. We need to we need to remember that we are the United States of America and we're together and I, I got to tell you I'm just as guilty as everybody else when I see something that I don't like I tend to become a partisan and and that's a shame we need well, to uh, and, we need to pull together
1: and that's why this is a slippery slope here because um I, I brought up you know Fargo's you know very you know it gets voted as one of the most liberal cities in the nation so if if you've got a state who's you Know government is getting 10 or I'm sorry 50 to 60 percent of its revenue from two oil and gas taxes the extraction tax and the production tax. You take a look at their general fund, and about 50 to 60 percent of the um, uh, general budgets based on those two taxes. So, if we're getting oil and gas to be that political, and North Dakota is as you know, as, as it is, that's that's a dangerous slippery slope that we're going down. And I want to get back to that agriculture thing, and then you can chime in on that little, sure. that that hand grenade I decided to leave on the ground and let die. But um, no, is that, you know, there was a time when the farm, you know, my, my family's farmers. So I got to listen to a lot of the farmers complain about the grocery stores replacing the farmers. And, you know, I think the energy industry is going through that right now, where a lot of people, especially the youth, really do not understand the amount of energy coal provides, the amount of energy natural gas provides. And it's easy to, you know, pick and and choose and, and get in the planet of platitudes and say, oh, let's get rid of this and let's get rid of that. And so there's a little bit of a disconnect to where people just think the energy comes from a light switch now. And much Yeah. yeah you know, go ahead and take that wherever direction you want to go.
3: Well, and, of course, uh, the energy that we all consume is a very complex uh, grid of providers and resources and transporters and and people who basically have to come together and make it work so that we can all enjoy the fruits of the energy, the fruits of the ag industry, Uh you know farmers are the backbone of north dakota and they have been for the last 150 years and i suspect they will be for the next 150 years our our egg producers are you know they feed the country they feed the world and that's that's a pretty amazing accomplishment our energy has risen uh, and fallen over the last uh, 30 years or so it's up and down and right now it's somewhat up um, we all what we all need to see is a rise in energy prices so that it becomes like wild to, to pump that oil out of the ground. And uh, at a certain amount of, you know, the price per barrel is has gotten uh, way too cheap. And uh, if you listen to our radio show, Investment Talk, on Sunday mornings, uh, we talk about that a lot. And, and not everybody realizes it. They think, "Well, isn't it good if the price of oil is down or the price..."
1: Mr. Paul Myers, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Paul Myers. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Weekly.
0: Fruit Life is sponsored in part by...
1: When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases Of the partnership process and investment, they offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. Historic Back to the Food Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management.
3: Isn't it good if the price of oil is down or the price of egg uh, products is down? And the answer is no, uh, it isn't that good. Uh, yeah, we don't want to see gas at $5 a gallon, but we need to see oil high enough so that, so that a producer out there can can make a living pumping it out and so that we can afford to pay the workers in the oil industry, what they, what they should be paid. So we're all in favor of, of that. I can tell you that. And I will tell you, Jason, that my attitude is this, uh, they're not, they're not stopping making cars, you know, General Motors and Ford and all those other car companies, they're still making cars and we're going to need oil and gasoline to power those vehicles, uh, regardless of what the electric power people would like us to think. We're going to need, we're going to need oil and gas to make it happen. And North Dakota is right at the forefront of that. And, and we, we need to make sure that we help those industries where we can, but we also have to be careful that we, We don't uh, divert other funds, which need to go to other types of things, um, and divert those too much into the oil industry, uh, because, uh, you know, frankly, the oil companies are making some money, and uh, we just need to make sure that they remain profitable, and that they can pump the oil out, and the same thing with ag. Uh, The farmer out there, you know, farmers in the last year have been just, beating around because of various trade programs and things like that, and uh, they need to have some good years out there.
1: Well, I think we're in a very unique position right now, you know, taking a step back and bigger picture, you know, um, uh, I I know you you take investors outside of uh, Fargo-Moorhead and outside of North Dakota, you take them all over the country, and so I want to talk about the country a little bit, which is, when I was on your program last month or two months ago, whatever it was, you know, I mentioned that. I don't know, 93, 94% of what we use on a daily basis is a derivative of a you know, petroleum product. And now we're in oh. this new era of, of PPE products and I I look at the energy industry as so much of the economy. I mean, the two are so synonymous because what, what you mentioned is right is that when, when certain prices are down, it affects the rest of the economy for a lot of different reasons. I watched a video yesterday of a guy who have, having to use uh, a lot more natural gas to dry his onions out in California because of the wildfires. <laughs> so it's just, you know, the, the energy, I think, is going to shift a little bit, but I, I don't see a lot of this going away for a while, no matter how much the politics get involved, because so much of our daily lives is reliant on, you know, these, these energy companies to make sure the light switch comes on and we have the toothpaste and the toothbrush to brush our teeth and et cetera, et cetera. Do you know what I mean by that, Paul?
3: Well, I do. Uh, Jason, I think we're, it's a very integrated country that we live in. And uh, what worries me a little bit is that the, uh, the people in the country and the country as a whole, we've all become so divided and, um, and so angry and so uh, driven by our own particular ideas and opinions and prejudices, and that's not all totally bad, but what happens is, in my opinion, if we're going to solve these problems that we face in this country, and we do face some problems, if we're going to solve those problems, we have to come together, and uh, we, have to, we have to come together to support farmers, and we have to come together to support the oil industry, and we have to come together to support the states where we're getting these uh, hurricanes and forest fires, and I don't think we can pit one against the other. I think we need to find ways to work together and, and avoid blaming, uh, you know, one group or the other, and, and I think when we do that as a country, there's really nothing we can't solve, no problem we can't deal with, but... We do need to get over this uh, finding of the blame and, and picking away at, at other people. And, you know, my attitude is somebody who lives in the state of uh, Nevada or Nebraska or Montana, we're, we're all related to these people, you know. Maybe not by blood, but, but uh, we're all part of the same team, and we need to pull together. We need to help. You know, agriculture from time to time needs a helping hand. That's why we have things like price supports and and other government programs to help agriculture. And the same thing is true uh, for the oil industry, and the same thing is true for for states. I mean, right now, we've just got a ridiculous amount of forest fires out there, and I was very proud to see that uh, fire departments from the state of North Dakota were headed out to Oregon and California to help out out there. I mean, that's what this country is all about.
1: I was going to ask you if the... wildfires have impacted any energy stocks that that you've that you've seen or noticed or anything along those lines
3: well of course california is a big energy producer as well so their oil industry is definitely being impacted right now by uh by what's going on out there and uh yeah, I think that anytime you have natural disasters like this, it it impacts the oil industry. And, of course, we've got hurricanes going on down south. About the only thing we don't have, Jason, is uh, the group of locusts invading <laughs> the country.
1: We, we <laughs> Let's hope we don't get that. If, huh? if the frogs come next, man, I'm yeah, out of here. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. I, I better brush up on my uh, uh, Book of e- language, yeah. Book of Exodus here to see what the, next <laughs> thing, the the next thing is coming. But you're right. There, there's a lot of natural disasters happening, and and it really it's hard to get a handle on a lot of. You know, right now we're just in such times of uncertainty. You know, and and. So You know, the oil and gas industry is used to uncertain times, but, man, every industry, restaurant industry, you know, NFL doesn't even know if they can have games at next week or fans at next week's games. And, you know, imagine, imagine, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, for the first time in the history of the franchise, have a home opener against the hated rival, the Green Bay Packers, and nobody, and nobody can go to the game. I mean, that's a huge hit there. So this is from some really difficult times to invest right now, but... Uh, If somebody wants to, you know, get some help from you and uh, help navigate through these really uncertain times of investment, uh, give yourself a plug so people can uh, reach out to you.
3: Well, thanks, Jason. You know, we do get people who uh, hear us on shows like yours and on our Sunday morning radio show. And it's amazing how many people all over the area are interested in in the investment world. And they should be because if they have an IRA or a 401k or whatever it's pretty important to pay attention to that because we're definitely at an inflection point. And to reach us, pretty easy to do wherever you are. If you just dial 701 365 83, or if you go online to legacywealthfargo.com or legacywealthbismark.com, you'll you'll get a hold of us and uh, you'll see what's going on. I guess we're on Facebook too. Uh, Watch out. There's a lot of legacy wealth managements out there, but uh, if you get Fargo or Bismarck in the name, you know you've got us.
1: And that was Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Tom Massero with Great American Mining Company about Bitcoin, blockchain, and flaring. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review.
5: She was his wife Just trying to make the world a little better, you know Shine a light People started talking Just to hear their own voice Those people tried to accuse my father Said he made made the the wrong choice. choice Though it might be painful You know that time will always tell Those people have long since gone My father never failed Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts Rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by The water Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts Rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by water, even when the earth crumbles under my feet, even when the ones I love turn around and crucify me, I won't ever ever let you down, I won't fall, I won't fall, I won't Falls. Even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. Even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes
0: The crude life is sponsored in part by
1: when it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry and Swan energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas.
5: When it's time,
1: Welcome back to the Food Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Tom Macero with the Great American Mining Company.
4: Sure. Uh, Well, you know, right now, I think what you're seeing, you know, for the most part with producers is uh, they're still kind of in, I mean, there's whatever term you want to use. they're, They're still hunkering down, but there's a lot of planning going into 2021. Uh, And right now it seems like the hot word we were talking about it earlier uh, is the term ESG. And uh, apparently that's, you know, a a term that environmental social corporate governance is something that we're going to hear a lot about um, moving into 2021. And I think uh, we'll have kind of a a different meaning to different uh, particular uh, producers. And so Uh, we've had a lot of conversations with folks um, who are trying to understand what their, you know, I guess their responsibility socially, environmentally is in terms of dealing with flaring. And we're one of a number of use cases that can help them in regards to this. And I think this ESG, uh, you know, um, trend is going to help solidify, um, you know, in, in terms of helping, of uh, well, uh, the industry deal with with flaring.
1: So treat me like you're selling to me now. I'm I'm going to give you an opportunity to, you know, put on your sales hat and and, you know, treat me like I'm I'm an operator because I just talked to a producer yesterday and I'm not going to mention their name, but they're changing their ESG report from 45 pages to 98 pages. And that's how serious this ESG stuff is right now. And how is that going to help me ESG wise?
4: Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall, Jason, Uh, you know, there, there is a a movement and it's, and it's very real. you've talked about it for as long as I've listened to your podcast, you know, the Greta Thunberg stuff, that narrative is not going away. Uh, You know, when you've got states like Texas and the Permian starting to take flaring seriously, uh, you know, that, you know, the writing is on the wall. So, you know, what we, what we do is provide kind of, I would say, a two-pronged approach, right? We can provide a hands-off approach where we'll come in, you'll sell us gas. If you've got uh, a gas that's uh, unable to be collected uh, through the pipelines and you're just flaring it because you, you, can't, you can't do anything with it, we'll come in and consume it on site. We'll pay you uh, at a discounted rate and we'll consume that gas for you. And then this helps your, you know, your overall ESG um, requirements, Secondly, we can also partner with uh, upstream producers to become kind of a, um, um, a value add, as well as like a partner. And what I mean by that is we share in the uh, the producer would share in the upside uh, on the Bitcoin. And so we're actively uh, in talks with a, a couple of producers right now, who I think you know because of the you know because of COVID, because of the downturn in the oil and gas market have been forced to think more creatively about what they're doing with their molecules and how to best get the most value out of them. And so that's the other angle that we work with, with folks.
1: Hey, what's a Bitcoin? Just, you know, the very, very basic broad brush version of what a Bitcoin is.
4: Sure. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about it in the past, Bitcoin is a form of digital currency and it's no different than uh, you and I exchanging, Uh, cash hand to hand, right? There's nobody in the middle. Uh, When I hand you that dollar, once it's in your hand, it's yours. And in in Bitcoin, that actually exists digitally. Uh, That's what these miners are doing. These miners are basically paid digital bodyguards uh, or digital bank vaults that help make sure the network itself, which is over 250 billion dollars, of, of value at, at this point. That's what all of these little machines are doing uh, when they're operating. And they consume a lot of power. And the most effective way to do this is to find cheap power at scale. And that's kind of how a number of us folks have entered into this space because we see this opportunity to use you know the waste gas that's available, and actually scratch an itch on the oil and gas side as far as like this flaring issue. And at the same time, uh, provide us a opportunity to do this profitably and to have a real business around um, mining Bitcoin and providing security for the network. So that's how I would describe
1: that. Thomas Arrow, Great American Mining. He's converting flaring into Bitcoin for producers and midstream companies out there. Uh, I know you're out in the Bakken, uh, Permian, you were looking at getting into, did you ever get down there?
4: Yeah, we're currently right now developing a solution that will work in the Permian. Very, very different use case down there because of the, the heat. Um, you know, these machines that we use to mine Bitcoin, um, a require a lot of air movement, and B, require uh, a lot of uh, ability to dissipate heat. And so in the Bakken, you know, especially when I was up there visiting a couple, about two or three weeks ago when I saw you, you know, we had a couple of 95 plus days, Um, you know, and you can probably count on one hand how many of those days you guys have during the summer. Uh, That is about the extent of our air-cooled units can do, which has external fans and uh, that can kind of suck air through and get it out of uh, the container. In Texas, there's just too much heat down there. So we're developing a liquid immersion based system that can actually work down there. And so we're hoping to have that live by the, uh, the end. Of- well, yeah, we talked about it before, Jason, the big push for ESG uh, compliance and, and what that's gonna look like. And uh, we know for a fact that a lot of the, the larger producers are gonna be uh, looking very deeply at this technology and to solve this problem with flaring and uh, you're going to want to get ahead of it. And we would love to talk more about it. Uh, You can reach us at www.gam.ai, and you'll see a uh, sign-up form, and uh, you can get enrolled in one of our weekly webinars to learn more about it.
1: And that was Thomas Arrow with The Great American Mining Company. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank you folks for tuning in and joining us this week. And also, big thank you to Brandon Davis, Imran Khan, and Jeremy Pate with Mining Money. Of course, they're from Swan Energy each and every week to help us navigate through this uncertain times. And then, of course, Paul Myers with Legacy Wealth Management. Thank you very much for stopping by today's program and Tom Macero with Great American Mining Company. We'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. I'd like to thank you folks for tuning in and listening. And if you have a chance this week, make sure you reach out and talk to your local radio station. They certainly could use some sponsorship, some advertising, but also, on top of that, they can assist you in so many different ways with community information. I bet if you went and checked out their website today, you'd be amazed at how many different things they have there that can assist you and your family's lifestyle. Because here's what I know about radio stations. They're built around you. They are built around you, and they want to hear from you. They're not only in it for the advertising. They're in it for the community development. Trust me. That's why we work so well together with our radio stations. So thank you very much, folks. And please reach out to your local radio station this week if you have a chance. They are a wealth of knowledge. From the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. It's just you
5: and me, baby. Old days, yeah. We're singing it like they did in the good old days because we're back to the. way